0: to read a headline, Owen, that sums up.
1: Oh, yes. I'm not, here's the thing, I don't even have it in front of me. I just (laughs) remember because my girlfriend read it to me last night and I pumped my fist and cheered because I was so happy to live in a world where that occurred. And the headline was this, was, with Trump a no-show at Mar-a-Lago. Already funny. It's a New Year's Eve. So already funny. Partiers party maskless with Brudy Giuliani comma vanilla ice. It's just, <laughs> I, I cannot I could not have oh. written that. It is delightful. <laughs> I, oh my god. The kind of shit that SNL wishes they could write, but they're not funny yeah. enough to
0: reality is just any any it is beyond <laughs> yeah i yeah like imagine being at that party imagine that being your i don't problem. want to that's the best
1: part i <laughs> don't want to i just i just want to know that it occurred that's <laughs> the best part of this like i don't even want to be like like, uh, what? What are the, What are they? What are they eating? Are they just eating like mayo sandwiches? Or uh, is oh. is, uh, is Rudy? What, what is Rudy Giuliani talking about? As his like face just fully melts off, as like the, the, the cheap <laughs> fucking like you know Cambodian children's skin uh, <laughs> grafts that he put into his cheeks to make him look younger than fucking ninety just melt onto his face. He's just like well yeah it's one time colin powell and i were joking around like what the fuck like what is actually (laughs) and it's it's like yeah it's like i I don't actually want to imagine i actually am just okay with that happening and it it, it gives me a sense of inner peace that i haven't had for months
0: i um i'm I'm imagining the scene from a texas chainsaw massacre when she like wakes up in the chair and is like (sighs) like screaming and they're eating her friends in front of her and like everyone's just like hair hey, grandpa but it's like waking up in mar-a-lago no one's wearing masks everybody has covid everyone's coughing on the food vanilla ice is there at the end of the table Rudy Giuliani is leather thing <laughs> it's like it's like it's like
1: a it's like a bad it's like a, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a it's like you ate bad yellowtail at a shitty like street- <laughs> restaurant and like this is this is the fever dream you, you have. Ate
0: Bad lobster. Like, at this Mara is Lago.
1: like this is like the fever dream that Michelle, uh, Michelle uh, Rachel Maddow has. Uh, yeah. She's, she's just like <laughs> and Rudy Giuliani was there and oh, was was and Vanilla Ice was there. I don't know why he was there, but he was. So like, yeah. And <laughs> like it sounds like
0: a dream when you read it out loud. It literally sounds like you woke up in a dream. No, <laughs> like, that's why. Yeah, was, that's like, why I, I was so excited last I'm like, night. I just live like. In this Rudy Giuliani was doing the can-can with vanilla ice and like, no one had masks on. It was really weird. Like, <laughs> anyways, I don't know what the significance like, is. Lock, Kelly Lawler Kelly
1: did a beer, beer bong, but then claimed she didn't do a beer bong, but <laughs> everybody saw her and there were pictures, but she just keeps denying it. Um, yeah, like, they, it, like I ima- I imagine that it's just, like, a weird college party for, I mean, it, this is the only, like, frame of reference I have for college parties. Like, it's just a weird college party from, like, the early 10s, where mm-hmm. it's just, like, where people were, like, still bonging beers. Like, that was a thing people mm-hmm. did. Like, it's it's all Sochi of the stuff that was, really, like, right. So it was, like, all of the things that were, like, cool in the late 80s and early 90s like, just, but, like, just jammed into it, like, and for some reason, a bunch of, like, 20-year-olds were emulating that, because that's, they've only seen Animal House, that's the only fucking frame of reference that they have for, like, interacting with people beyond high school. Yeah, I feel like a, there's a lot of that characteristics in there, which is why, again, I just imagine someone like um, Kellyanne Conway, like, trying to do a keg stand, but, like, like, one of her heels falls off and, like, hits her in the head, and, like, fucking... Just like falls over, and she was just like,
0: Woo-hoo, "I'm still young." Like, Woo-hoo.
1: <laughs> like it's just all awful shit.
0: Yeah, they're um, all just clinging to youth yeah. and being cool. They were the cool kids for four years in their minds,
1: and with that, <laughs> they,
0: they, they were the cool ones. <laughs> once. <laughs> were we're, we're they really? So close. In their I minds, they, they really thought they dumb. were so cool. Like they weren't I mean, cool sure. Kid. I mean, in their minds, they were like, "Wow, Donald Trump is the president." It's like. It's like if for a year you had to eat at the Cheesecake Factory, right? Like that was the only restaurant that we, and we all had to eat at the Cheesecake Factory. But people who unironically like the Cheesecake Factory were like, see, it's good. And it's like, no, I'm just being forced to eat here because all other restaurants are replaced for four years with
1: fucking cheesecake." I, I just like the idea of like someone building that policy over like ten years, and then like actually, instating it, being, they I mean, just like watch supersize me. They're just like this, <laughs> this but with you idea. know more faux variety and choice anxiety. Great, I, awesome.
0: It's, I mean, waking up the morning of like November fifth, twenty sixteen. It is was, was a similar surrealness to waking up and and walking out your door. And every single restaurant has just become a cheesecake factory. Like, they've just, just become that overnight.
1: Yeah, I I, yeah I, I I will never forget where I was that night that he was elected because I had told the story on the podcast before, but I was uh, I had just moved to L.A. like a month beforehand, and I was assistant managing a gelato, restu- gelato shop uh, in Santa Monica, and I was by myself. So I remember seeing the news on my phone and just, like, Laughing hysterically in like in like a uh like second you know, end of the second season of Twin Peaks Where's Annie kind of way (laughs) or just like uh, uh, hands uh, in the gelato. (laughs) Okay. Okay, this is this is this is gonna be (laughs) Okay. Like yeah. I was just yeah, again that quote I was like I live in a surreal Thomas Pinchon fucking reality now. Um anyway, oh but you had one too that was good.
0: Oh, I also had like months. the
1: end of 2020 headline that was also pretty
0: good. Oh, my, my end of 2020 headline? Let me see if I can pull this up because I'm not an actor. So I have to read things to remember them. But my 2020 headline is, uh, this is from Metro. <laughs> I'm not an actor. <laughs> I'm, I, kept, I have to read things to remember them. I can't just, I don't, I can't just recall from the page, Mr. Ginley. Um, I don't have no. The training. It wasn't
1: that. That was just more of. It was just more of Rudy Giuliani and Vanilla Ice's name were <laughs> next to each other, and I just like I can't fucking forget that. I don't, that, <laughs> that has nothing to do with my memorization ability at all. Sure.
0: <laughs> Years of training to remember this line. All right, my my headline is Liam Gallagher thought he had coronavirus, but his house was just hot. "Quote: It's confusing and scary." <laughs>
1: I fucking little of
0: joy. Not as good as yours, but it is just like just imagine being like, well, it's COVID, man, and it's like just your house being super fucking hot. Like Yeah, like, I mean, I, like, dude, like, I, I, I I
1: heard that story I've, so like, I, I've heard I've heard that like people have had that happen like all the time though. There's like, oh, I have a cold and like yeah, and I, I must it's, it's like it's like the entire world or at least at least America, I don't know, had the, the entire country had fucking hypochondria. Like, that's amazing. Oh, like, yeah. Isn't that kind of like fucking just, I mean, as someone who used to be, like, a horrible hypochondriac and has on every once in a while, like, that is, like, kind of amazing to me where I'm just like, ha, now you know. Now yes. you know what it feels like to have a pain in your side and think it's cancer. <laughs> like, you get it.
0: I I had a, so, I think there, I don't know if, if it's hypochondria. There needs to be, like, a Catholic version of this where it's, like, you just think that you're pregnant. Like, if you miss your period yes. by one day, you're just like, I'm pregnant. I'm the Virgin Mary. I, it's Jesus. I'm pregnant somehow. Like, I remember before I ever had sex, there were times that I would, like, my period would be, would be late, or I would have, like, similar symptoms to pregnancy, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm the Virgin Mary. Like, it's happening to me now. And, of course, you're like, no. But there's a, but just, there, just the fact that that is such a young lesson that you're taught as, like, a Catholic, you're just, like well, it happened once before. Like,
1: who's to say? There's there's clear documented. There's clear (laughs) clear precedent
0: precedent for (laughs) this, you know? I looked at a boy once. That means I'm going to get pregnant.
1: Yeah, that reminds me. I I had a a teacher in in high school, actually, um, my sophomore year of high school, who made the argument that uh, you shouldn't hold hands with a woman that you're attracted to. He just yeah, you know, I went to an old dude's school, so this is a room full of guys. So you assume we're all straight. Um there's one you know, gay student uh, in the
0: class going, yes. No, no holding
1: hands. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> um cool, I'm not expected to do that. Um yeah, the uh yeah, you shouldn't hold hands with a woman because because holding hands eventually leads to sex. So therefore holding hands is a form of like Preemptive premarital sex, and I'm that's like, great. you know, the mental gymnastics. And I, you know, I was pretty dumb when I was 16, but I was like, I not really, but like socially speaking, I was pretty dumb. And I just remember thinking, yeah, that needs some work, dude. Um, I don't know if that's if that's gonna fly with anyone. Um, I, I did, you know, we know we're 16 and we're all fucking hormonal maniacs, but like, um, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty dumb. And it was the best part of that is that. Even like the like the fucking dumb kids in the class, like the hockey player behind me who was like taking a couple hits too many to the head was just like, yeah, that, that's, that's not true. Yeah, he's like half asleep most of the time. He's just like, yeah, that's pretty
0: fucking dumb. <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know about that um, Okay, so
0: I don't know how to transition. So
1: here we go. Uh, we go. That's
0: a very stupid thing. And the stupid thing we're going to talk about today is how stupid media is now. <laughs> <laughs> does that work was that a good segue to get on I don't know
1: um yeah I mean I don't know I I, I took a segway class in college and Jesus. uh for, for, for an extra elective credit and
0: uh in your improv in your improv class or it's like yeah like,
1: and um I I just gotta say as someone with with an actual college credit and segues that <laughs> could use some workshopping uh you know well. i mean we, we all do it we all you know people in the fucking media class we all go to segway workshops very frequently don't even uh, joke about this
0: because i am certain that someplace like ucb is going to charge people like three hundred dollars for a three-week intensive on segways like that is don't even joke about that because it's probably a thing somewhere that is a grip well,
1: uh, um, and I, I've made my my uh, hatred of long form improv as a as a format, and also like as a community, particularly in Los Angeles, very known on uh, on this Life podcast. Life is just long form improv, Owen. Uh, um. Stop. <laughs> no, I'm triggered. Uh, I'm fucking triggered. I need to go sit in the dark for six hours. No, the um. No, but one of the best things that happened about 2020, especially if you live here, is that UCP is not doing well. Yeah. And just, oh, thank God! Please, can we, so I can watch a sitcom again without somebody trying to yes-and me through the screen. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, that would be great. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah. So anyway, think, no, we're, we're, we're just we're just talking about. We're always so. talking
0: about us. I think actually we're, UCB ties in with it because it's we're talking about monocropping the imagination. And I think you could argue that UCB kind of did do that a little bit to comedy.
1: 100%. Um, I mean, that, and it's the, the, the coolest part of talking about this is that no matter who you speak to, like, regardless of where they live in the country, what their fucking political affiliation is, when you talk about that weird, um, kind of chipmunk on speed, improv style of sitcom acting like everyone knows what you're talking about and guess what nobody likes it so no. like it's it's like this unifying thing that n- everybody can fucking recognize and unite around being like yeah I that just loves me the wrong way man like my people might not like hate it like I do but like it's, it's but it's still kind of like yeah I don't really that doesn't do anything
0: yeah, with, um, I, okay, so, so today's episode, we're talking about, like, I don't know how to describe it other than just, like, do it, but we're, we're I don't know, the the takeover of the imaginal by, like, big companies, big, like, franchises, corporations, etc., and, like, what that means from, like, a magical perspective and, like, I don't know, from, from our point of view, and, like, mm-hmm. I I think it's very terrifying. Like, I think it's, I, I, I try not to get too worked up about it because it's, like, okay, ultimately there will always be other outlets for stories to be told. There will always be like niche things. There will always be like folk tales, like that kind of shit. But like, it is like, I, I am very disturbed by the rate in which like media has become conglomerized more and more over the past, even just like a year or two years. And the rate at which companies are just like, eventually there's only going to be Disney. And that's the only production company that's gonna be around or like there's only gonna be like yeah. an amazon yeah. or something like that and it's uh-huh. very scary to me and i think that like the the, the ucb thing is a, an interesting example because i think that that's a good it's like a good way in because like you say people don't even necessarily like the things that are being monocropped to them like right it's mm-hmm. it's it's like people don't like that style of comedy. When you talk to people about movies and you talk to people about shows, people are like, oh, I wish they would make new movies. I wish that it wasn't all remakes and big franchises. Like, I wish that people would do this type of story more and that kind of thing. And like, almost everybody, even people who are Marvel fans or Disney fans or whatever, like, people, they'll still say that. But it's like, we're still eating the slot because that's all that we get fed, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and and I was actually thinking about this when I was, when I was driving around earlier today. And like, because I was literally thinking about the content, like the, the content slop sort of thing. Eat like, hogs, eat hogs, your hogs. But uh, you no, know, but it made me think about. There's literally an entire subset of the media class. Actually, you could argue the entire media class, but like I would say this subset um, that exists to tell you why the slop is good for you. That shit's weird. That didn't really exist before. I mean, not like we haven't always had film critics for as long as film's been around, but, like, in terms of the, like, cultural clout in particular um, areas of the world and of the internet that those kinds of people have, and the fact that, like people want those sort of cultural engineering jobs now mm-hmm. is, and, like, like that like that's a, like, that's a, that's a, like, a legitimate career path. Like, it's, like, a, like a legitimate mainstream career path. Yeah. People. That, that's weird. That's new. Like, that's a new thing that we didn't really have 20 years ago.
0: Well, um, I think the difference between what you're describing different. and, uh, like, critics is that in the past, I think um, having your own... Artistic perspective as an individual watching art or consuming media was as important as being an artist creating that stuff, and I think that there was something like you would find reviewers and you would find uh, publications that e- that either aligned with or challenged your own artistic perspective because you would be like, okay, they see they they seem to like the same types of movies or shows that I like, and I'm going to go to them to to filter mm. or to help me discern like. What movie should I see this weekend? Right, like that's why you.
1: That's what movie reviews. Well, particularly are subculturally, right? Like that's what, like you know, zine culture and yes. and, uh, and and early internet culture did for, like you know, uh, the horror community, for example, mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, cool. There's these little like centers of, of information and and uh, kind of uh, uh, exchange yeah. of that that said information uh, now, go, going on.
0: Yeah, but now it's like you, to get to be a critic and just to have a job as a critic or as a, a media commentator, you have to baseline like most of the content that is being made right now. Like you have to yeah. like the stuff that is being put out um, or at least or at least if you criticize it, it has to be like a loving criticism. It has to come from a place of like, I normally like the stuff that this director does, but I didn't like this. And I think that this was, I mean, you saw the movie, I didn't, but to me, this was very obvious with uh, Wonder Woman 84, where it's like I remember oh the early reviews of that movie when it was coming out and even from people that I respected like reviewers that I do like a lot of the early reviews were very positive for it and the second mm-hmm. it came out it was just panned like everyone yeah. every, pretty much universally even people that I expected to like that movie no matter what hated it and it was well, like yeah, I, yeah don't, I don't even feel I don't feel like I've ever seen that before even even with other big franchises, I don't feel like I've seen that big of a difference between the early reviews for a thing being bad and like the.
1: Or oh, being like bad. yeah, like, like that, that dichotomy. like I don't think I've ever like seen the that. size, of yeah. the popularity. yeah, yeah. I, I I would say that. Um, I I think that I don't. I I think there's been a precedent for that before, but you're right. Like this is kind of the sort of like apotheosis of that. Where yeah, um, and I don't know what that, yeah. I don't know
0: if that's significant. Like I don't know if they're gonna try to. I don't know if they're gonna take if the big corporations are gonna take that and say, okay, let's like wind it back a little bit, or if that's just gonna be the thing going forward, if that's gonna be like, no, taste makers tell people to watch this. Like we don't care, like we don't care if they like it or not, because you saw it, you already paid for it, you know.
1: Yeah. The um well, I mean, if I if I could do anything in terms of like broad larger trends in the industry over the next like 10 years. Um, like, let like say I you know do well and have a production company or whatever and do, do the stuff I want to do. Um, I would really like to change or alter the underlying presupposition that you ha- in order to get people to consume content, you have to literally wrangle them into the equivalent of movie theater seats, yeah, and tie them down with chains. Like because that where am I, where am I going? That, like that sort of metaphor, and that yeah, get that sort of underlying presupposition is why you find is why you have things like Wonder Woman 1984, where it's like, okay, well, we're going to make these big tentpole things with these recognizable figures, you know, folks will feel compelled to watch it, um, and even the bad to, to the point where even the bad press compels people to watch it because it's it's not about it's not about really getting anything across; it's more about um, it's more about okay, is this gonna be better for a bottom wine? Therefore, we can make more again and how can we strap people to seeds? It's, it's a fucking cycle that just keeps going on and on and on and, on. Yeah. and that's not that's to say nothing of the content of, of Wonder Woman 84. The underlying uh the underlying uh messages of which are uh not great. And I by not great I mean fucking terrible. Um I literally, j- literally joked with a uh, friend of mine on Facebook that Dennis Prager wrote parts parts of this movie. Um, and, uh, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, I
0: haven't seen it. So can you, can you explain to me a little bit of what you mean? Cause I think oh, God. This, is, this, is also, this is a trend that I have seen in a lot of media where I, I think that people don't realize how conservative media is getting. Yes. Cause, cause I think that they don't, I think that people's barometer of what is liberal and what is conservative or like what is left, what is right in media is, is down to only like racial and gender signifiers to some, to some extent. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that I don't think that there should be more people of color and women and like trans people cast in films. Like I'm definitely not saying that. I am like Mm -hmm. a female writer. I definitely think we need more female writers and
1: directors. And and likewise, likewise, you know, as a, as a, as a sometimes dude, sometimes non-binary person, like, yeah, Mm -hmm yeah absolutely oh, yeah, it's like, like absolutely um and i just, just, I just want to hear more people's stories in general and everybody should really yeah yeah um, um, uh, yeah i was yeah. watching i was watching
0: that show uh Brigerton. i call it i call it crumpet gossip girl but um
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice my dad calls it uh down t- down nabby with tits <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of there's not enough tits in my opinion i can uh-huh. more but uh yeah it's the thing about it is people were praising it because it has, it's like a racially blind casting. So it's like the, it's like Hamilton in that, you know, there's, there it's, it's Regency England, but there's people of color and like black people alongside white people in like the same class strata, right? And people were really praising it for that. And I was watching it and it made me feel really weird because it felt like, cause sexism still exists in the universe of the show. And I was like, this feels like a way for white women to watch a movie like this, to watch like a period romance without having to think about racism. But like part of a, part of a romance of that yeah. genre, that genre is still dealing with sexism and like overcoming it in some way. That's part of the romance of that genre. So it's like, oh, you want to deal with that, but you don't actually want to look at race, and so you just like are like, oh, racism doesn't exist. We fixed it. We fixed it in the past, and it's. I, don't, I find it a very conservative show in that regard, but people don't... I don't think people are... And so th- I found that very conservative. I find a lot of the trends that things like Star Wars is taking to be very conservative. I find a lot of the trends that Marvel... I mean, I think Marvel has always been very conservative, but I think it's only become more conservative over time. Like, each movie, mm-hmm. I think, moves to the right, <laughs> to be honest.
1: Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, again, like most superheroes have defended the status quo of their time. Like, yeah. For the most part, um, I mean, my my comics nerd girlfriend would completely disagree with me on that. But like, um, I, uh, I yeah, I, I I think you could argue that, especially for something like Batman. Um, but, oh yeah. Or Captain America, rather, you know. But like, it, yeah, I mean, I shout out.
0: Batman series is like a very conservative franchise. Like that's like oh, I don't, well, well, I don't well, honestly, understand a very anti like Occupy anti left piece of media.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like the the billionaire is literally the good guy. I mean, the um, what, what, what was I going to say regarding Bridgerton, though? You, um, well, you were yeah, going to talk well, about
0: Wonder Woman as the oh yeah, because we were
1: already talking about that. But my thoughts on because I, I I come from theater, so like racially blind or or what we call rather like like racially and gender fluid casting. Um.
0: Okay, I didn't know the proper term for it. I'll
1: no, <laughs> no, it's no, it's okay. I, unless yeah. you do theater. But like the, um, uh, that's, that's been like a, like a uh, uh, kind of sometimes controversial, sometimes not uh, f- uh, thing in the community for quite some time, in the American theater community for quite some time. Because yeah, there's a lot of ways in which you can get away with that. I mean, I, I've been in place where it's been racially fluid, it's been fucking fine. I've been in plays where, uh, you know, they recast people as women, that's fine. Um, it, it, again, the whole point is that, is that, does it make sense? doesn't make sense. Like, no. it, like, that's really, that's literally the entire thing where it's, does it make sense? And I think that what you're picking up on in the Bridgerton thing, aside from the underlying, like, fucking, uh, the underlying presuppositions of it. I'm going to keep saying that this entire podcast. i no. just like, <laughs> click, click a button every time I say All I'm we're talking about. That's all we're talking about. But, but um, I think what you're also picking up on is that it doesn't really make sense like and that's kind of the key because anybody even who doesn't have like you know a fucking um, like a culture theory background can pick that can be like that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense mm. um and that's and to to segue that into wonder woman um yeah that was some shit i watched that again with my comics nerd girlfriend and our two fr- our two other friends both both of whom are Writers, one's a published poet and the other one uh, teaches writing at uh, SUNY. Mm. And uh so we so you watched it with them they're just if you know anything about screenwriting watching that movie is excruciating. Um if you know anything about how films are made that film is excruciating. Um the, again the only the reason that it was like kind of cool to watch it with someone who's like a comics archive in her head uh like Remy does mm. is that she could actually, a lot of the stuff that didn't make sense story-wise, she was kind of like, well, they were trying to do this arc from that issue, and they kind of squeezed it into this one, Mm. so I can see what they were trying to do, and I'm like, okay, so that's like the only ways that some of it was even remotely, um, some of the story options were even remotely uh, redeemed. That makes, that's interesting, yeah. though, because yeah.
0: that's like you can see then all the drafts of the screenplay almost
1: if you have that. Yeah, and that, that kinda, and that was kind of and that was kind of the thing. But like again, you're not supposed to do that. But you, you know this. Um, but like you're not supposed to do that. That's supposed to show you fucking work. In yeah, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a film. That's not. It's like rule number one. Um. Yeah. But uh, but like yeah, like the the scenes of her like. Fucking flying through the air with, like, the—and she's, like, spider man the clouds with lightning, uh, like, no, swinging off the clouds. Normal. Well, if, if you—if you know anything about motion capture, which I've—I've I've taken a couple classes in it, like, mm-hmm. that mocap script was not good because her fucking face and the things that she's doing are—don't even match up. <laughs> like, like, so, like, so clearly, like, the CGI and, like, <laughs> the fucking—the oh, fucking, no. fucking mocap acting, they weren't talking to each other. And then, like the story, it's kind of funny that you're talking about the, Bridges, the Bridgerton thing and like people using kind of like like taking uh, uh, quote unquote woke concepts and slamming them into shows to like make a point that isn't very woke at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the main villain is Pedro Pascal, who I love, Pedro Pascal.
0: Yes, but love Pedro. Uh, he,
1: he plays uh, Latino. Basically, he plays Latino Donald Trump. Um, A lot of the movies, yeah, a good chunk of the movie is just like you know, um, like shoehorning in like uh, Trump jokes, Uh, but uh, or at least like you know, uh, CNN liberal style talking points. But the uh, it's so interesting that he played Latino Donald Trump when he could have just played like a shitty, shady businessman who happens to be a Latino guy. Like if he had just done that. And it would have been fucking fine. And, like, the fact that he's Pedro Pascal without a mustache and blonde hair just looks, it, just, it looks way weirder than it was if it was just Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, um, the whole crux of the story, essentially, uh, there's this wishing rock that looks like a dildo that uh, if you wish on it, it's a monkey's paw story. And they say it, like, six or seven times so that way people understand it. Mm-hmm. They, people write Screenplays—they assume everybody's stupid, and so they fucking so they fucking wish on um, you know Diana wishes for Chris Pine back, you know Galudo wishes for Chris Pine back. He yep. he shows up, uh, great, and then uh, this you know Pedro Pascal's character, decides to steal it and, like, basically wish himself into being a successful businessman so he can, you know, his son will love him, but his son just does, just, you know, would rather just have his dad. Oh, it's huh? so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. But at the end, like, he essentially, through, through broadcast media, he finds a way to, like, sort of, people have to be touching him when when they make the wish break. So he essentially, he wishes to become the actual dildo dream star itself. <laughs> And so when people touch him and make a wish, like, their wishes come true. But all of their wishes are, like, super chaos. You know, cause what cause a, a lot of chaos because everybody wanting everything at once, like, like, causes, like, quote-unquote, causes chaos. I'm getting my point here. Sure. So at the end, Gal Godot fucking makes everybody renounce. She, she convinces everybody in the world uh, because he's the the villain is taking on all of everybody's wishes in order to like uh make you know make himself basically god right mm-hmm. and uh she convinces everybody to renounce all of their wishes because like there are no shortcuts in life and you know i think this is a quote from the script let Steve, see if i can remember it because it was a fucking fever dream um wishing is the same as lying She's like, wishing for something to be true is the same as lying about it. And like, the the truth is actually, the whole point is that, you know, because that's like the whole lasso of truth thing. The truth is what makes one. I hate that. Yeah. Because it's basically just like, so, so wishing for things to be true is the same as actual deliberate deception, is one of the underlying messages of that movie. And again, when I said like, it just immediately reminded me of trying to talk to people about like medicare for all and how it's like fucking stupid that we can't do that <laughs> we quote-unquote can't do that and yeah. when you talk to people they're like uh not even actually not in medicare for all student loan forgiveness is what it reminded me of because it's just like oh well i paid my student loans what if, if someone else gets you know gets theirs forgiven like i feel cheated and it's just like no um <laughs> it's not how that not really how that works yeah um yeah and and uh and it's just like you're a bad person for wanting me to be cheated and it's just like no like again this is like the Dennis Prager argument yeah. for against anything remotely resembling social democracy
0: yeah it's literally the opposite of uh, the Sandman comics where like the whole point is that dreaming yeah. by taking dreaming out of the world there's no progress and I think that that's kind of like that's actually a perfect like that message at the end of Wonder Woman is actually like a perfect metaphor for I think like kind of what bothers us so much about this monocropping that we see across media because it's like yeah. don't dream don't dream of a better world don't don't ask for different stuff in media don't ask for media that's complicated don't ask for characters or stories that are complicated just eat your baby food eat your little eat your baby food and I and I think that there's like a lot of yeah.
1: Eat vegetables, yeah.
0: yeah it's it's don't yeah don't imagine don't dream because it's not going to happen and just Eat your sloth, you fucking hogs. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I, and I, also, I, as, this, as an aside, the there are no shortcuts thing pisses me off because as a practicing magician, uh, I slapped some consecrated saint oil on my head before I went to the DMV on New Year's Eve during a pandemic. And instead of waiting two and a half hours, I waited a half hour. So don't fucking tell me there are no shortcuts.
0: So there's a fucking shortcut.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah, like there's a literal like I literally just experienced that. Please, okay,
0: shut up. This <laughs> is such an aside, but maybe it goes into our larger point. But what do you think of this? I, I never know what to think of this trend of um. It's not a trend; it's been around. For, these, these characters have been, been around for a while. I don't know what to make of this, but um, what do you make of? It, it weirds me out when I see things like Thor or Diana, or, um, yeah, like, Morpheus, like, these, these characters who are technically gods, who, like, they're taken from mythology, they are gods brought into these universes. I don't know if that... I don't really work with Diana or anything like that, but it's, it's, it is a weird thing to me, where I'm like, this is technically kind of a goddess, and, like, I don't know if that goddess appreciates this treatment, or if it's just such a different character that we don't really... It doesn't matter.
1: Well, it's not Those even. Side thought. Yes, yeah, like, it's not even technically a goddess. It's not even technically a. Goddess. She's literally like a daughter of Zeus.
0: Okay. Um,
1: yeah. In, 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 canonically, canonically, is a okay. daughter Okay, Zeus. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I. I that's a that's a good question for my partner. my partner does a lot of work with the Greek pantheon. We all we all we we both do. Um, because we both do a lot of uh, planetary and astro stuff, but the. Uh, yeah, I, um, I think it's the same thing, same way I feel about when someone makes a book into a movie, and I treat both of them as separate entities, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, or kind of like, you know, Zeus and Jupiter are very different. If you've, if you've, inter- if you've, you know, actually directly interacted with, with both of them, mm-hmm. you could, they're very, they're very, very different entities, right? Right. Um. I, and I think that, yeah, they've kind of, yeah, that's a really interesting question because, like, they've kind of, it's like the ultimate Baudrillardian move, isn't it? To yeah. make a from of a god <laughs> well, like, <laughs> for your I mean, own purposes.
0: Um, so, like, I, there's this YouTuber that I love called Jenny Nicholson, and she had this take the other day on Twitter that I thought, it actually really got me thinking, where she was like, I really hate... I'm gonna, I'm gonna bastardize what she said, but she was like, people have to stop with the lame criticism that like comic books are modern gods. Like this is modern mythology. Mm. She's like, we, and she was like, until you're going down to like the Oracle of Spider-Man and leaving an offering of like soda, this isn't the same thing. And I was, it kind of got me thinking because I was like, on the one hand, I think that that's a fair criticism because like we we don't interact with these beings like gods. Like I think most people are, if you were to tell people that you like even use like something like, like Spider-Man in like a chaos magic way, people would look at, if they don't know what chaos magic is, they would like look at you like you're crazy. People don't think that these mm. are real creatures and like they're not obviously, but they are. It's the other thing, they are. And like it, it's, and um. So on the one hand, I think that's right, because most people are not interacting with these beings like deities. But on the other hand, like, there is no central religion other than media now. There are no central narratives other than that. So they are taking that functional place in society. And maybe it's just like a hollowed out and bad version. And maybe that statement actually reveals something about, like, yeah, these are our gods but we're not treating them like gods and that. And so this maw is, like, left there, you know?
1: Yeah, the, um, it's, I liked both of the things that you got out of that because I think they both illustrate a larger point. Or actually, they ask a larger question, which is, what does it mean to interact with deity? Mm. Like, what does that Uh, look like? Right? Because, like, that's, that, I think that entire dialogue begs the question of what does that look like now um yeah what is what is a god to us now like how does that how does that work um uh because it um i'm not i'm not sure if you're familiar i mean you probably are actually um are you familiar with the uh charles with the charles fort the paranormal oh yeah 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 Yeah, so he had that idea of dominance like that there are large stretches of time in which the ways, that, and this is, this is the crucial part of it, in which the ways, um, like the epistemological structure of how th- uh, truth is made, mm-hmm. or, or how, tr- how true, how things occur that are, like, consensually agreed upon by people literally changes. So he theorized, and this is, you know, in the, in the early 20th century, early 19th, early 20th century, that we were moving away from a dominant of science in which there was a, an epistemology of explanation into a dominant of wider inclusions, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, which includes all of his, you know, quote-unquote damned facts, which are you know, all, all of the weird shit that happens that seems to, like, kind of fall out of reality because no one can really put it in a box that makes sense, right? So we're moving from an epistemology of explanation to an epistemology of experience. So, like, even the ways in which we explain what, or, or or what we, what, how we articulate what a deity or interacting with one is. It, like, those, those very mechanisms by which we do those things are subject to change. So I, I would, um, in terms of, uh, Jenny Nicholson's point, I'll have to watch that video later. In terms of her point, I, I, that's what, that's where I would, I, I would actually disagree with that. Because the ways in which we, um, I you guess know, it really
0: got me thinking. Like that's the real like I I looked at this tweet for like an hour because I was like, damn, I agree and disagree with this all at once. Like I right, think, yeah. you know, it, like it really got me thinking because on the one hand, it I think it does point out something very like it is it is lazy to simply say, well, comic books are modern myths and like movies are modern myths. Like that is that is on the one hand a very simple way of looking at a very complicated thing that we mm-hmm. interact with, right, as humans. Though. Right, and
1: it's not incorrect because there's a precedent, but, like, it also, you know, things right. change.
0: <laughs> it's also, like, I think even, I mean, I think Joseph Campbell is, like, the guy who, like, probably popularized this idea the most or, like, brought it into, like, public consciousness the most. And even he yeah. was was very careful to distinguish, like, th- he's, like, not all stories are myths. Like, not all, not all figures in stories are gods. You know, like, the, the, mm-hmm. there's a difference between folklore and myth, and story, and fiction, and like, th- these are different categories. And so, I, and yeah. like to him, that's why that's why something like Star Wars was important to him because he felt like that was one of the few movies that was like mythic in his way. Or he also thought like Westerns were very mythic, um, or like John Wayne. Right, and,
1: and it was, it, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't really read that much Campbell, but it's, it, it's the structure that he was calling mythic, right? It was something yeah. about the way that things were, were, were laid out, right?
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, but there there's something about the structure of it but there was also like deeper theme like yes yeah, the structure and the, the themes that were brought forward through that structure were like is the and that's the part that I think a lot of people miss because everyone writes the hero's journey now like that's just like screenplay 101 writing yeah
1: so I think yeah everybody's Dan Harmon right
0: yeah yeah like every everybody writes that that structure basically but um at least when they're starting out but I think that the thing that he was trying to get and like obviously they Joseph Campbell is not the be-all end-all of like understanding myth, but this is just while we're talking about media, he you you cannot talk about myth and media without talking about Joseph Campbell, right? But uh, but I think he also had certain um, certain things that he looked at in terms of like uh, what struggles to overcome and what thing like what kind of deeper um, knowledge is brought back by the hero that that kind of uh, greater bigger than life kind of stuff that makes the the hero's journey of like a big movie different than a hero's journey of kind of just like a personal story right yeah Um, yeah and he and he was seeing it as like these are permutations that this like it exists in all stories but what makes a myth not a story is the the scale of it and the and the way that it can like it can be related to by uh, a whole group of people not just like you as an individual relating to it like oh I I, that is that reflects my experience personally in some way right um so I think and I and I think there's something to that like there's a reason that these stories are so I don't know like but that's this is the thing is like I think for a while the reason why comic books and westerns and Star Wars and uh what else like what are other big franchises that like have blown up uh, like, Star Trek, whatever. Like, the reason that these... Like
1: Harry Potter Harry is also... Potter. Pro- well, especially because yeah. in, in Harry Potter, there's, like, a clear Christ figure and a clear Satan figure, too. Yeah, there's, yeah. That, that's a very clear mythic structure, right?
0: Well, and that's... Okay, so this is something I want to get to, is, like, I think that the reason... These, at first, appealed to people organically, right? Like, no one forced people to read Harry Potter when it first came out. But now it's, like, you have to like this thing. You have to like it because this is the only, like, type of wizard story you get, or, like...
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that that's... I mean, maybe Harry Potter isn't bad. Yeah, example because, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of because a lot of the same people will a lot of the same people who are telling you that the slop is good and also be like, Hey, JK Rowling's a transphobe, and they should, um, yes, but, but um, um yeah. but,
0: but there's like the stories have gotten much more simple, though. Like, I think, like, in Harry Potter is maybe a good example of this, of like, I think there's a there's, I don't know, it, people want. I think one area of this monocropping of the imagination, and I think this comes from an, a conservative place, even if it comes from a, a social justice or a liberal kind of standpoint, is the idea of like simple villains and simple heroes. Like yeah. have to become simplified somehow. I remember people were saying this around, like, I don't know, people say this all the time. Like if a bad guy does something good in a movie one time, it's like, why are you trying to make us sympathize with like a fascist? Like. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not that simple. Like, it's about, yeah, it's about the simple. that humans are complicated. Like, what if, What are you talking about? Like, that is a fact. Yeah,
1: and it's, it, well, and it's really weird, too, because, like, using Wonder Woman 1984 as an example, like, um the, the villain character is actually, like, quasi-sympathetic.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: because, because his, he really does want to be a good dad to his son. Mm-hmm. This is a really, fu- he's a really warped, because of, because of trauma that he's undergone, if there's he has a really warped way of understanding what of understanding what he thinks his son wants and what he thinks a good dad is because his his dad sucked right so like that's kind of a, that's kind of a, the point so he's actually like somewhat sympathetic and um, that was one of the many failures of the movie that they made they made Dylan <laughs> more sympathetic than, than than some of the people who weren't. But and, I've already seen people yeah, yeah. say,
0: like, oh, they were trying to make us sympathize with Trump with that with that character. Like I've already seen. Oh yeah, him. right,
1: right. And that's the point where it's just like, well, no, also you can just sympathize with people even if they're awful. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. And that's something, especially if you're especially if you're if you're creating content, like that's something you better a fictional content in particular, like that's something you better learn really quick. Yeah. Is that like you can still sympathize with someone even if they're a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Right. So I don't um yeah, I, I uh, in terms of yeah, simple heroes, simple villains. I think um, yeah, it kind of goes into a larger point that I, I, I've held this view for a better part of a decade now. Or I don't think people again, it goes back to the whole wrangling people into into you know uh, fake into imaginary movie theater seats, right? I I don't think people want simplicity. I actually think people are. Are, are told that they want a particular thing so often that they think that they want a thing. Um, uh, but, uh, and I, that's actually why I stay away from, like, reading a lot of screenwriting books is because a lot of people, a lot, a lot of them will echo that, like, no, you gotta make it real simple, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but I don't think that people actually want simple. I think they're told that simple is better over and over and over again. So, therefore, simple is better. I I actually think it's, it's a, and yeah, this is where the monocropping of the imagination comes in, where it's like, if you're just bombarded with a particular stimulus over and over and over again, like, you're gonna forget that it was a stimulus to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, I think that's part of what's happening.
0: It's, um, I mean, it's, we've, so if you, um, this is, like, not just us being grumpy old people, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, like there was a study done like years ago that basically said, if you, um, the more complicated your diet is, the more complex foods and flavors that you eat, the more flavors you're actually able to taste. Like your, your palate literally, uh, it, it, it evolves over time to, uh, pick up on flavors that you are giving it. So it's, if you eat a very simple diet of like, you know, if, if you're like a peasant and you only ate like potatoes and grains and some fruit and that was in like some meat that was like your only the only food you ate for years you you had a simpler palate than somebody else who was eating like a lot of fruit and a lot of spices and a lot of like herbs in their diet and like that kind of thing and like they're able to pick up on more and it and I think that that same principle applies to the imaginal and it applies to uh and and the and are the imaginal is fed so much by art that I think that this is what makes it significant. Like the, like if, yeah, if, if the more, like musicians pick up on sounds better because they uh, right. sounds all day, like that kind of stuff. And so the more, that's, the more the more one note that stories get and the more one note that, uh, you know, dreaming gets, the, the more one note our ability to imagine different worlds and the ability to imagine different scenarios Gets yeah, and that is literally yeah. the worst thing ever because that's how else are you how are we gonna get ourselves out of the shit if we can't dream our way out of the shit? Like you have gotta dream something first in order to make it reality. Like that's how magic works.
1: Again, if if, if we're if we're saying that um, that fiction is that there's no such thing as fiction, isn't it? Mm-hmm. actually right? So if, so if you're if you're having a relationship with a real thing that exists, yeah, it's like having a especially if you choose to identify it in a particular like quasi-animistic way <laughs> yeah like yeah, it's gonna it's gonna you're gonna have like an actual relationship to it yeah. particularly if it's something that's been in your life for a long time right um for like with me with music for example people get significant others uh, get really annoyed with me because i constantly listen to like bizarre sometimes awful shit to like <laughs> just constantly expand my palette i do that with um conspiracy theories too i i call it uh, conspiracy yoga not Perfect, my yeah. idea it's someone else's but I, I i stole it but like conspiracy yoga yeah is, is when you just like listen to fucking really weird conspiracy podcasts like or a or guys like the moon it eats people's souls and you're just <laughs> like yo i did not know that there were people who thought that um <laughs> now i get to spend you know a half hour in this guy's shoes, who is, is really dedicated to the idea that when you die, you don't go towards the moon, man. Um, like, that's cool as shit. Like, no, it's cool and I
0: think it's cool. It's you get to that is do important. that. You
1: know? It's important to do that every now and then. Yeah. Like
0: sometimes I do listen to like podcasts or listen to or just read a book by somebody I absolutely disagree with, just so that I keep that muscle flexed, yeah. you know, just to be mm-hmm. like, okay let me see if I can still defend my own ideas and I'm not just, like, in an echo chamber. Like, I did that, I listened yeah. to of Pod Save America for a while just to be like,
1: oh, man. No! No! Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. It's uh, bad. Yeah, I don't, um... I mean, I mean, there's limits. Like, I'm not sitting around listening to fucking Joe Rogan or whatever, but, um, also no. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan looks way too much like my dad for me to fucking like... <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it's funny, because I said that the other <laughs> day. Joe Rogan is my like, dad. Yeah, no, Joe Rogan's the hashtag, Joe Rogan's my dad. Now, the, <laughs> yeah. um, that's true for so many fucking people.
0: I'm sure. No, he anyway, is, he uh, is daddy.
1: No, it's, it's really funny, because my, my, my girlfriend was like, yeah, but your dad's better looking. Is that weird? I'm like, no, I'd much, that, that, <laughs> that, that, that's fine. Like, I'd much rather have my dad be better looking than Joe Rogan. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That's cool. Uh, he will also appreciate that. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> uh, the thing, he <laughs> will also appreciate that. Um, but the uh, uh fuck what we're talking about but yeah like it, it, there's like a fucking limit to that obviously but i think it's like really important particularly as like magically operant people to like like yeah expand expand your 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 palette that you paint with you, may, you never know where you're gonna get an idea that you might use for like a spell or uh, or a uh, well, yeah, or just like a completely weird, like different rabbit hole to go down. That was another thing we were gonna talk about too, It's like, yeah, I, I go down Reddit rabbit holes a lot, and um, to, to, my, uh, to, to, my, to my chagrin, and uh, one of the ones that I've been going down a lot is, um, so there's like an entire community of people that make like subliminal audio things for, to, that What's they're supposed to, to like this? cause, yeah, cause changes in your life. And the interesting thing about it is that, like, the particular community that I stumbled into, and there's, like, a, a bunch of different people who do these kinds of things, right? Because um, there's, like, you know, a community of, like, folks that are kind of, like, alpha male seduction guys that do it to, like, you know, yeah. so that way I can, I can talk to women or whatever. Is uh, this and, on but,
0: YouTube or TikTok?
1: Okay, so so the one that I'm particularly talking about is, yes, it's on YouTube, and it's so—it's—it's it's, it's just—it's just so fucking weirdly, oddly fascinating. So, it's a group of, like, mostly cis women okay. who are, like, mostly between the ages of, like, 14 and, like, I don't know, like, 21, 22, maybe okay. even younger than that, like, who are making subliminal messages for—for for each other. And it's not just, like, for, like, love or money, or though, those things exist, like, you know, there's plenty of, like, you know, get a new boyfriend or whatever, but, like, 90% of it is for, to change your physical appearance. Now, that's interesting yeah. to me for a couple of reasons, because, one, when we talked about this on the show, everybody's got that one fucking weird spell when they first start actually, like, actually doing practicing mm-hmm. magic, um, most times it's a love spell that backfires, 90%, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a, it's a money, like, for me, it was a career spell that went really um but uh yeah it was just interesting that people like because for for folks who didn't grow up with the internet or who like remember when they started using the internet like Mm -hmm. as a as a thing. Um they remember a life before the internet and then with yeah like I remember like us as a family sending our first email to my uncle in Colorado when I was like yeah "Yeah." so I like literally remember that like that was um no it was earlier than that it was like nine or ten but like I remember that as an event. And, um, I think people who grew up pre-internet with, uh, who, who become magicians, like, a lot of their stories involve, like, kind of that sort of trial and error, and they have a thing that works for better or worse, and, but there's this period where they have to kind of integrate that into their life, where they're just like, oh, yeah, well, like, what does this mean? Like, if, 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 if I can, you know, if I can manifest, you know, a couple grand, if I can do a thing and a couple grand shows up, what does that mean for how the world works? Um, or at least, you know, hopefully people can do that, right? Mm-hmm. With this particular younger generation of folks, like, they already can, like, see a bunch of other people having that experience and all fucking discuss things with each other. So they, like, move the, the, they move the football way of what's possible, like, way farther. So they're just, like, there's literally a person, a YouTuber, need audio surgeon Ivy who are just like, yeah, I have these subliminals that you listen to if you want a higher nose, or if you want to look like this K-pop star, or if you want lighter to... skin, like, it's fucking weird, weird. dude. Are there, like, like I,
0: I... before and afters of this?
1: Like, is this a thing that people... Yeah, know? yeah, actually, one of the, one of the, one of the, <laughs> like, the funniest, this is me being cynical, one of the funniest parts of the whole thing is <laughs> watching people take pictures, but the lighting's different. Like people complain about it all the time. Like they're like, oh yeah, like, like, but sometimes, yeah, like it's just like, oh shit, that dude's facial structure is different. That is. Or some we'll do, or will do, like there was one where it was like four pictures at um like at a dude did a particular set of them for like three years straight, and he goes from like looking like a like a regular white eighteen year old dude to like at twenty one looking like fucking Thor. Like like he's it, he's a huge beard. He's just like, yeah, I was never able to fucking grow a beard. Now I can. not That's it's just like, crazy. oh, some of the shit does work. <laughs> yeah, because like, again, like, like you I that,
0: love yeah. that it was fucking teens on YouTube who discovered the way the like, the way to transfiguration. Like that's
1: <laughs> just yeah, well, that's, a transmutation. That's what I'm like, that's, like, that that part of it is fucking fascinating to me, because it's just, like, and a lot of them are, it's like...
0: Centuries of alchemists could not do. These teens were able to do on you Right,
1: and they're doing things like citing the Ellen Langer study where they fucking, um, if you're not aware of it, very famous placebo study where uh, she took a group of uh, older men who were all in their 20s to the 30s, in the 50s, put them all in, like, a particular house. So they had a control group, too, that she didn't do this for, but, like, the, the experimental group all pretended and behaved like it was still the 50s, and they talked about, they used slang from the 50s, talked about issues of the day, read newspapers, and just p- literally pretended it was the 50s for a, for a significant period of time. And they found that their, um, their Alzheimer's improved. They found that their, um, their, or their overall health improved. Some of their fingers like lengthened like weird shit. And, and these are the kind of studies that these kids are citing. And I'm like, yo, this is, this is kind of a weird like watershed that I don't think people are pointing to or stuff that's
0: crazy. Yeah. We need to do okay. Yeah. This is I'm calling it right here. We need to do like a deeper dive on the podcast into this because this is oh, like
1: yeah. Um well I mean I actually don't this is actually why I, I had no problem mentioning it in this kind of offhand way because I actually okay. don't think there's that much deeper going on. Oh um, okay never mind like I need to go
0: figure I'm gonna go as soon as we log off of
1: here I'm gonna go look this up. This is crazy. Yeah it's fucking fascinating. Um, and I I guess that just kind of goes to show that, like, I guess it just goes to show that, um, in terms of broadening the the perception of what's possible, particularly if you're, like, a magically operant person, uh, listening, like, really, really really stretch your shit. Really stretch your shit. Like, like, it's, it's kind of, um, uh, you, you know, instead of asking for, you know, money to pay just to pay rent like man what if what if i could what if i could pull in you know like a five figure or something quicker yeah you know, how, how can i do that you know like it, yeah like these things are possible right I, i'm saying that because i'm finances are where my fucking major problem is right no, but like, but
0: like i feel you so, there, right yeah. yeah it's it's a weird it's it's um i don't know maybe that's a good message for the magical community in general too it's like it's it's um that's the thing that's going to come in and shake things up like you know that there's there's I think sometimes the magical community can be a little like not completely resistant to change, but a little bit like traditional in, in its, uh, no, you read these books and you do these rituals and you have these altars and that kind of, and that's all good. And like, I'm down with that, but you know, then, some, but I feel like magic still, I mean, chaos magic has tried to reckon with the internet and has done, there are people who have done a lot of like internet magic, but I still feel like we're, because mm. the internet is so new i feel like we're still expanding our magical ideas around what the internet is and like how to interact with that and what interacting with that meaningfully looks like in a magical context and so this is like fascinating to me from that perspective of just like oh maybe this is the new frontier like of of uh spellcraft and enchantment and stuff is this fucking yeah you know, and very magical like, and magic like, YouTube, like so. that's
1: yeah, yeah. that's Yeah, and that's kind of like the other, I think it's the other end of the monocropping the imagination discussion, where it's just like, like, like little islands, little kind of fugitive spaces where that kind of shit is happening is, it's already occurring. Like, it's not, like, again, not just, just because you see everybody on Twitter having fucking Wonder Woman takes or whatever the next thing is takes, like, does it mean that, you know, there aren't people, uh, there aren't, like, 17, 18-year-olds with uh, decolonial sci-fi epics in their heads. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, it's not, I mean, like, like uh, the person, there is no next great American novel. The person who's writing that lives in, uh, lives in Ethiopia. Like, that, like, there are, like, there yeah. are, like, places where that expansion is occurring. It's just, again, the... I think that the, uh, sort of algorithmic, like, uh, demiurgic apparatus is, uh, is not able to grok that in a way that, um, yeah, uh, is not I able to grok that in a way that,
0: That's kind of what I mean is, like, it's, um, I do, there's, like, there's more stories being told than ever in some ways. Like, there's more media than yeah. there's ever been before. But on the other hand, like the media that gets to be important and the media that gets the funding is becoming increasingly smaller, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like with everything, right? It's like we have America has more money than ever before, but we can't shell out money to to you know give people money during a pandemic, right? It's like there, it's seemingly there's no resources yet. There's more resources than actually there ever has been, right? And it's um yeah, it's just becoming concentrated into. Places that are farther and farther out of our reach and I
1: yeah I and, and I don't I don't think that's actually and this is this is my kind of hot take on it I actually don't think that's cause for alarm like like that's okay. that's the weird thing like if you focus too much on this on the on the spotlight if you focus too much on the on the um on the spotlight uh, shrinking you you focus on the fact that it, um you miss the fact that the spotlight has matter is mattered less and less like that's like that's the the good thing like yes there are there is so much content but like and yes there isn't going to be another fucking dallas or another dynasty that you know not until, until
0: we make fucking, it fucking
1: like, not until we make we're gonna yeah we're gonna rewrite dallas that's like, <laughs> just the idea of that makes sense. well like, we're gonna call it myself. seattle be, um, and it's gonna be about it's gonna be about seattle during the the chaz thing
0: it'll um, be about yeah oh my but, god uh,
1: uh, yeah, Honestly, I, a, yeah, drama, I, I think, a drama, a drama set in, the, uh, in
0: a Chaz Chop area would be amazing, and I would love to write that.
1: Um, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm I'm here for that. That sounds great. Um, the uh, yeah, I, I I had I had another part of that thought that I wanted to finish, and there's I there's so totally much left
0: bickering left that it was it's dumb. nothing but drama. You can like nothing but drama to be mined there.
1: <laughs> True, but like also even the left hates that hates the bickering and the drama, so why would anybody else want to fucking- I mean, unless you want to make like a leftist bachelor.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh my god.
1: That'd yeah, be like a leftist bachelor, let's just like, uh, you just call it like the activist and uh, the activist at-
0: But there's- and uh- <laughs> So maybe let's just re-rewind. You were coming to, I think, a good conclusion there. Because I am scared. Let me just read Yeah, the,
1: the, the, and the conclusion is that ABC, you either fucking make an active a, 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 the activist or the activist ed, or you know we're we're we're, we're coming for you with torch and pitchforks. You're, you're going to be the, the my subject of, pilot, of, of, a, of a
0: ABC, you cowards. Set
1: my pilot.
0: Or, or my, you're going to be the subject of a
1: YG song. <laughs> 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 Fuck ABC. Um, <laughs> Um, that. Yeah. But yeah,
0: I mean, okay. So that makes me feel good that you are not as worried about this as I am, because like I get very concerned when I look around and I see every single movie that's set to come out in the next like couple of years is just like a comic book movie. Like that makes me upset, and I try not. Yeah, I the, even watch um, those movies. So it's I shouldn't be upset about it because it's not even like I'm gonna see any of them. But it.
1: Yeah, um, I, I I watched the entire MCU because um, my my partner's a comics nerd and she insisted that I do, which I'm glad I did because now I understand the appeal of them. And also, Black Panther was pretty good, um, okay. except for the end. <laughs> but the uh, where they just start charter schools. Um, yeah, that was both both that was.
0: Cr- um, I couldn't believe I was watching that when it happened. Uh,
1: the. Uh, uh, I I guess I don't know the whole idea that there's um less resources for everybody just isn't fucking true and you should focus more on how 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 I can capitalize on spreading those resources to the folks in the communities who are occupying these sort of fugitive spaces away from the, the giant sort of algorithmic apparatus that's infesting media and culture right now um I think that's a much more positive direction to go in than decrying uh whatever slights perceived or not um, are are being done in uh the slop that everybody's talked themselves into consuming. That makes sense. That's my conclusion. No, I think
0: that's compl- I think that's a good hopeful note to like go out no. on because I, I find it very bleak sometimes the media the media sphere and I have to be reminded that like there are other avenues and like it might you might have to hunt for those other stories but that they're there and they're going to keep these mm-hmm. kids, and that people, people will- sto- stories are like weeds and they will come up from the cracks, just this fucking astroturf bullshit that we've had to swallow.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and, and while there is some validity and utility in pointing out that there are more heads of the Hydra now, um, mm-hmm. which is why you're seeing, you know, uh, why you're seeing uh, things like Adult Swim eating you know, basically eating performance art and shitting it out in a capitalist context. Um,
0: All right. Well, in conclusion, I guess, uh, you know, don't let your imagination be monocropped. Feed it a rich diet of weird.
1: Yeah. Feed it a rich diet of weird. I like that.
0: All right. Um, Is there anything? Oh, I have a quick plug, uh, actually of my own. I started an advice column on Substack um what sick i didn't know this t- oh yeah i started okay so i'm doing a tarot like advice Substack. it's basically gonna be like if i gave you a reading but i'm gonna make it into like an article form so um it's called the fool's rose it's based off of it's taken from my favorite image in the tarot and um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a bi-monthly thing it's on Substack. you can subscribe for five dollars a month or there's also a free option um the uh it's like the uh the fools rose.substack.com uh and yeah and you can send questions to askfoolsrose at protonmail.com and uh yeah i think it's gonna i'm really excited to do it i'm excited to give people advice and like just write write about tarot a lot
1: shout out uh shout out proton mail also
0: So proton mail yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice
1: very 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 good all right well um 2021. Let's,
0: 2021. Uh, let's do some shit. Here we fucking go. All right. Here we go. All right,
1: ciao.